Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, together presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80 and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. I'm going to invoke my four-year-old cousins because we're going to get right to the... The main thing, the main thing. 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 The main thing. The main thing. The Main Thing with Freddie and Harry. My four-year-old twin cousins who live in Williston, South Carolina, Preston and Princeton. When things go their way, they do a little dance, Harry. I told you so. I told you so. I told you, told you, told you so. We told you so. We told you so. We told you, told you, told you so about the Kansas City Chiefs. Bet against number 15 in white and red with his head coach at your own peril, especially if you are the San Francisco 49ers. And you were not able to kill Dracula. You were not able to kill the werewolf. You were not able to kill Frankenstein when you had him dead on the table, Harry Douglas, when it comes to Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City. They were clearly the 49ers, Harry, the better team for two, maybe two and a half quarters. But then they did not put a stake through the heart of Dracula, known as Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. You get what you deserve when you can't kill a team that has shown that they are very hard to kill in Kansas City. It reminded me growing up, Freddie. Now, I didn't play video games, but a lot of people that I was around, they played video games. Mm -hmm. And the game Mortal Kombat, right? And they have this move, finish him, right? You better finish him. (laughs) Or you don't stand a chance to win a game versus Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And a lot of people made that mistake in the AFC Championship game. Hey, folks, you weren't alone. I did it as well. (laughs) Going against Patrick Mahomes. Uh So when it came to this Super Bowl, I was not going to be that person to do it twice in a row. And I knew if I would have bet against Patrick Mahomes, I would be on here right now saying to myself, stupid is and stupid does. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to let you know on a little secret. Don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Don't have your wife, don't have your husband, don't have your dog, don't have your kids suffering (laughs) from the money that you're going to lose betting against Patrick Mahomes because you're not being smart about it. (laughs) History tells us do not bet against Patrick Mahomes. When Tom Brady was playing, Mm -hmm. history told us do not bet against Tom Brady. There's no difference with 15 in red. You need one of our favorite callers. Yeah, man. Uh. I'm been with, I'm been, I'm going with 15. <laughs> I'm going with 15. That's pretty good, by the way. Smart man, unique. Uh huh. Atta baby. Yeah, I kept warning everybody when they had their struggles in November, in December. I'm like, look, I know, I get it, but there's certain people that you can't do that to, and everybody raised their level. This is why I think this run by Kansas City is the greatest Super Bowl run that we've ever seen. And it's not just because they have number 15. Yeah, that's a big reason. 
But look what they did this run. Mm-hmm. They beat four teams that won at least 11 games in the regular season. Out of those four teams, they faced the number two, number three, number four, and number six offenses. Miami, Buffalo, Baltimore, and San Francisco. They combined the average of 28 points per game. Kansas City's defense did not allow them to average 16 points per game. Let me say that loud again. Miami, Buffalo, Baltimore, San Francisco. Number two, number three, number four, and number six in offense in the National Football League. And Steve Spag said, hey, Patrick, do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. And shut them down, period. For my money, Harry, it is the greatest Super Bowl run we've ever seen. What they were able to do, especially when they got out of their way and stopped having those self-inflicted wounds that hampered them and kept them from winning games in the regular season. Now, we're going to get to Patrick Mahomes, in which I call him the standard. Mm -hmm. But, Freddie, I want to touch right now on that defense because all season long, when the offense had had their deficiencies, when the offense couldn't get things together, when they were hitting uh, rock bottom, that defense kept everything afloat for the Kansas City Chiefs. And last night was no different, right? You, You see the Chiefs turn the football over twice. But guess what? The San Francisco 49ers got zero points off of those turnovers. A goose egg. We call it sudden change. And the defense was able to hold up. So Steve Spagnolo did a, a hell of a job. Right. But also winning first down in key moments. Right? And, and I thought Dan Orlowski had a tape this morning on get up. Every time the San Francisco 49ers would motion, especially in that second half, somebody was going to blitz. We're going to stop this from coming. Right? And it was a, it was a, it was a prime thing for Steve Spagnuolo to do to be able to slow things down. So now right. if I have you in second and long, right. we're good. If I have you in third and long, yep. oh, you dead in the water. On top of having guys in the back end that can play man coverage. Mm. Trick McDuffie in his second yeah. year in the National Football League yeah. had Debo on lockdown. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Debo on lockdown. It was one time <laughs> he ran the end cut for Debo. And Debo had to be the defensive back yep. and make and made sure that Trent McDuffie did not intercept the football. But from him blitzing, being all over the football field was another one he deflected in the end zone. Right. And then I, I can remember another one, an open field tackle uh, for no yak for the Kansas uh, for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. So that defense mm-hmm. played their tails off. Nick Bolton at the linebacker position, he was all phenomenal. Place. Yeah, thirteen tackles last night. He was all Justin over the place. Reed, phenomenal. So shout out to Steve Spagnuolo and that defense with being able to anchor this team and fight for this team even when the offense didn't get things done. Quick stuff. When you mentioned about the take that Dan Olofsky said about the motion, then he showed that when Kansas City, when they communicated, when the 49ers went in motion, then he showed when Kansas City went in motion and there was a lack of communication and guys weren't lined up properly. That's why Kelsey got wide open a couple of plays in the second half. It's very smart of you to point that out with Dan Olofsky because that communication was the key, and that's been a hallmark of Kansas City. You never have them not having communication or not having discussions and not being on the same page. And it was man- and we saw that manifest itself because when they had a chance to be killed, the 49ers were unable to do so. And, and I, I honestly believe that's what hurt 
the Philadelphia Eagles last year versus the Kansas City Chiefs absolutely. defensively, right? Yep, absolutely. The inability to communicate in a proper manner to let guys know, hey, this coming, we're, we're switching to this, yeah. we're playing this coverage. Mm-hmm. You have to be over-communicative yeah. when you're on defense. There's no such thing as talking too much. There's no such thing as communicating too much. Sure. You have to be drastic in your approach, especially when you're playing against a team that's going to give you shifts in motions and give you eye candy. The San Francisco 49ers didn't do a great job of it yesterday. The Kansas City Chiefs did a wonderful job of it. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 8. You're going to hear from Patrick Mahomes and why Kansas City has been the way they've been since he became a starting quarterback six years ago. And you can weigh and be a part of this conversation on the Freddie and Harry call-in line at Triple H say ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. Jared in South Dakota, my brother, what you got to say? Hey, I just wanted to remind you, uh, I am an avid Chiefs fan, have been since mm-hmm. the 90s, so I've been through a lot of tough years. Mm-hmm. But I still have to say, even though I want to accept all all love and credit today as a Chiefs fan, that, that the Giants the Giants were a better Super Bowl run beating the undefeated Patriots. I mean, that was a nothing team. Nobody expected anything out of them. Still, half the people still expect, or more than half, uh, expected the Chiefs to win. So I got to give it to the Giants on that one. Here's why I won't give it to the Giants. They beat a Tampa Bay team that wasn't that good in the regular season, and they whooped the fool out of them at home. They beat the Dallas Cowboys when a pass was dropped, so that guy would still be running, and the Giants would have gotten run out of the building in that one. And the San Francisco and the Green Bay Packers game, I don't know what happened to Brett Favre in that ball game <laughs> because the Giants were able to win that football game. And let's be honest, against the Patriots, the Patriots had a lot of self inflicted wounds. At times, they beat themselves more than the Giants beat them. I'm not going to take anything away from Kansas City that beat the top six offenses in a five-week period and kept those offenses who combined for over 28 points, and they didn't even average 16. And all four of those teams won at least 11 games in the regular season. The Giants' game against the Patriots was fantastic, taking down that team that people did not think was going to lose. It's going to be 18 Patriot wins and one Giant loss. But what Kansas City did with all the stuff they had happening in the regular season, and people said there's no way they're going to do that, that they might survive against Miami, but they're not going to be Buffalo and Buffalo. They did that. They're not going to be Baltimore and Baltimore. They did that. Even Vegas didn't believe Harry. They had the 49ers as favorites. That's a much better run than what the Giants did taking down the Patriots who were undefeated going into that Super Bowl. I would also say you look at the Kansas City Chiefs that led the NFL in drops. They had a ton of penalties this year. They didn't have a 1,000-yard wide receiver this year. Uh, yeah. A lot of people kind of left them for dead. A lot of people outed them when they were going through their little stretch. Now, I said that they was holding on by a shoestring mm-hmm. because when you have 15 at your, as your quarterback, <laughs> it's hard for me to just say, ooh, they done. Because all you got to do is make the j- dance and you have a chance. Yeah. I will also say that that 2010 Green Bay Packers run, when they squeaked into the playoffs – as the last wild card seed and then went on to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Super Bowl. They went through Philly. They went through Atlanta. We was the number one seed. They went through their rival in Chicago. Chicago. Then they beat Pittsburgh. So mm. That's uh, a pretty, pretty good run. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that was a solid one as well. No doubt about that. By the way, you mentioned Patrick Holmes, old number 15 in white and red. Patrick, how do you do that magic that you do? And he said, it's all about us, not me. It's culture, man. I, I got brought into this culture. Alex Smith was leading this team. They had the, the pieces in place, and Coach Reed was the ultimate leader. And I got brought in, and I just kind of try to exemplify that and, and keep pushing to be even better. And that's why in moments like this, we had guys come through, and it, it truly is special. He just never makes it about him. It's all about we and we. Even he said about 
the dynasty. Yeah, we are in the middle of a dynasty. Not me, not me leading the whole thing. We are in the middle of a dynasty. And he also knows, if you have me down, you better you better close that coffin. If you have me down, you better, you better put dirt on the top of that coffin. You better find that headstone. If you allow me to think I can get out of that coffin and breathe, <laughs> it is not going to be good for you. <laughs> but it's a testament, too, though, to Andy Reid and the culture he's able to build yeah. when he's a head coach of a football team and how guys feel comfortable being themselves, how he's able and his assistant coaches to develop talent. We got to remember, Patrick Mahomes couldn't really read defenses like that when he got into the National Football League. Absolutely. Now. And the Kansas City Chiefs were able to be a solid organization before he got there. Now Patrick Mahomes is this wild card type of player with him learning and sitting year one and learning the ins and outs of the game uh, in which we see him now. He's able to create this dynasty, number one, because the culture and the supporting cast around him was phenomenal when he got to the Chiefs. That's why I tell a lot of these GMs and a lot of these coaches, man, hey, mm-hmm. I don't care where you draft somebody. Right. If you don't have people around him and the proper coaching and the proper toolage, it's not going to matter how good he is. Yeah, no doubt about that. As a matter of fact, you're going to hear what Andy Reid had to say about this Chiefs team being together and staying together. After you hear from Mark in Missouri, 888-729-3776. Mighty Mark, what you got, my friend? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Just wanted to talk to you about two things. Two things. Freddie, they're not Freddie. Terry got a little issue with you. Last week, Sharonda called and Uh-oh. said that uh, she wanted Mahomes to get beat up and something else. And you said that you loved everything that she said. <laughs> now, okay. Harry, that's not very nice. <laughs> and the other one was Ivan. Ivan was saying that the Chiefs weren't that good because their competition wasn't that good. I don't think Ivan's been looking at the difficulty of schedule of the Chiefs' opposition this year and where it rounded out with the uh, 49ers' schedule. So, Mark, I, I got I to gotta tell you this. Mm-mm. Hey, man, Sharonda was on a heater. I was going with the flow. I didn't mean it literally, Mark. <laughs> so just to touch on that, I didn't mm-hmm. mean it literally, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> good on you, number one. Good on you. And it's okay people getting their feelings. Yeah. They're feeling good about their <laughs> team today as Chiefs fans. 49ers not feeling about good as far as that goes and everything like that. You know, So, so I get it. I, I, don't have a, I don't have a dog in the fight. <laughs> I don't as, have a dog. As a matter of fact, for those who weren't around last week, here's the Saranda audio that apparently got Mark to say, hey, Harry, that wasn't very nice. I need for Andy Reeves to know that he is one of the best coaches in the NFL, unequivocally, without a doubt. But we giving too much credit to this baby. Now, if they win, okay. But I'm going to need for Brock Purdy to get out there and do his thing because I'm like Patrick Mahone's father right now. Y'all giving him too much credit too soon. His head is going to be too big. And then we ain't going to know what to do with it. <laughs> but listen, it is what it is, bro. <laughs> Good on you. Don't 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 take it literally. Exactly. Bro. Like it's, there are things you can take literally. Mark in Missouri, that's not one of them. Yeah, yeah. Mark, go go to my Instagram when I, exactly when I, when I mentioned this summer that all Patrick Mahomes needs is four Super Bowls to be the goat. In my opinion. Thank you. Didn't you say something along those lines when we first got started today? Yeah, I along did. that, I, I understand you're <laughs> feeling good. I understand that a lot of your feelings were hurt when people. Are diving out your team and disrespecting your team, Chiefs fans, we get it. We understand it. 
But let's be adult about this whole thing. We are not going to have you doing this. <laughs> Harry, that wasn't nice. Freddie, that wasn't nice. We are not going to have that. We're not going to spoil your parade. But don't make us. <laughs> don't do we, that. We start the show off saying, you bet not bet against Patrick Mahomes. Thank you. And make your kids and your wife and the dog suffer. Exactly. Do I, not I, do it. I do remember you saying that. <laughs> don't but, do it. It's okay. We'll let it go for today. After today, whole different conversation. But going back to what you said about 15 and red, I, don't, I can't remember a player since Tom Brady at the height of his powers that puts such mental pressure on everybody. He's the one guy in the league. Nothing against any other terrific quarterback. Mm, mm, mm. But if you don't outplay him, I'm not talking about defense. I'm talking about the opposing quarterback. It's almost impossible to outplay him, especially when you had him rattled and you had his team shook in the first half. You can't allow him to believe that he has a chance to win. Because if you do, and one of the best things I saw last night in that overtime drive, and my wife Denise pointed this out, there was a play in the San Francisco 49 sideline, Harry, and Mahomes is doing his thing and the Chiefs are doing his thing, and he's just rubbing his face going, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to do this to us again. Not again. Not again. He puts that kind of mental pressure, not just on defenses, but on coaches, on quarterbacks, on offenses in the National Football League. Freddie, I tweeted at 9.07 p.m. There you go. The Receipts. 49ers letting Mahomes hang around. Mm-hmm. Receipts. And if you let him hang around, he's going to hang you up like a pair of pants outside on clotheslines. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the 49ers are today. <laughs> outside on the clotheslines, hanging up like a pair of pants. <laughs> now, is the pants, are they swinging in the wind or are they just, you know? Oh, the wind, oh, the wind blowing. So they didn't probably, a couple of them then fell down. Okay, just wanted to make everything. sure. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> and they're just on the line, and they're just on the line. You can do that in the house. But you got to take them out when you have a chance no because doubt. it will come back to haunt you as we see mm-hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs are now back-to-back Super Bowl champions. Yeah, no doubt about that. Leon, Leon in Washington, D.C., my friend, what do you got to say about this at 888-729-3776? Hey, what's going on? I don't know if I remember this, Leon. I'm um, proud of my day off, touching the, yes. um, the brother-in-law. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't care about my home or Purdy, even when I'm truthful. I'm a Cowboys fan, so you know my struggles. But uh-huh. I want the correct school. I want my six-leg. I want my touchdown parlay. I want my three-leg parlay. I want my appeal for the job. The Cole Hurry. We swing it from the ceiling fans come Wednesday. <laughs> hey, man, shout out to Leon, man. Hell you you yeah. won all those bets Hell and also yeah. won your appeal. Oh, man. Absolutely. You, you on a heater right now. You on fire. Yeah, first round's on Leon. I don't care <laughs> where he drinking or where it's at. I'm going to be there. First round's on him. Hey, Devin King, one of the producers, didn't Patrick Mahomes help out your finances and your bank account courtesy of what he did in the second half in overtime? Listen, they went down 10-3, to 3, so mm-hmm. I looked at the live line for what his MVP odds, and they were like plus 410. I was like, let me put a little money on this, and of course he won MVP. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes, so if the Chiefs were going to make a comeback, he uh-huh. was likely going to be the reason why. So to I'm, mad you, I'm mad at you, Dev. I'm mad at you. Why? Because you're supposed to put that in the group text. Yeah, I'm sorry. You don't put it in the group text. I could have I cashed after you a thigh wild. Put a thigh wild on it for me, brother, Dev. He could have made you more money. People are like, what is a thigh wow? Thousand dollars. I, I didn't. I didn't put that much on it. I, <laughs> I was like, hold on a second. Look, I would, and I would have gave you a little cut. 
Wow. Wow. Like that. You got to put this in the group text next, next time. time. My bad. Yeah, yeah we're, here to, we're, I, here, we're here for the Devin Kane Financial Fund here, by the I way. I feel like if I if I broadcast it out there, it's not going to happen. I'm going to jinx myself. You ah, know? you're one of those people who believe in black cats and walking on the ladders. Yeah, and, I'm a Giants fan, yeah, so okay. I have to. Well, that's just not that's just not bad luck. That's just the Giants. I'm a Jets fan. More similar than I could not be when it comes to that. Keep weighing in about the Chiefs doing it and doing it again. Back-to-back champions for the first time since the Patriots did in early 2000s. Let us know at 888-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. This way you can join the conversation on the Freddie and Harry call-in line. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. And LeBron James, remember he had the decision to go to the Heat in 2010? We can guarantee you he did not get as much heat as 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan and his OT decisions last night. That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's always a reggae Monday and Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together presented by Progressive Insurance on Sirius XM Channel 80 and tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Plenty of 49ers fans need some good vibes this morning after their team had a 10-0 lead versus Kansas City. They don't win the Super Bowl. Kansas City wins in overtime 25-22. But many people, 49ers fans, are not talking about the decision by Kyle Shanahan. Overtime, they win the toss. They decide to take the ball. Now, for those who don't know, in the playoffs, both teams are guaranteed a possession. Even if the team that receives the overtime kickoff scores a touchdown, that team will then kick off, and the other team will have a chance to score a touchdown of its own. Unlike regular season overtime, postseason overtime will use 15 minutes quarters and play like a whole new game. Only one Super Bowl has gone in overtime, and I hate to bring this up, Harry Douglas. <sighs> but that's when the Pages came from behind from 20-3 and beat the Atlanta Falcons. In that game, the Pages scored in a touchdown in their first possession in the game. In last night's game, even a touchdown scored in the first possession overtime, the game will continue. Harry, plenty of people wanted to know 
Why did Kyle Shanahan decide to take the ball first in overtime? He explained it thusly. This is something we talked about. With None of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we just thought it would be better. We wanted the ball third. But both teams matched and scored. We wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win and got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least a field goal. And If we did, then we thought it was in our hands after that. The problem I have, Freddie, play it, play it one more time, and, I, and I'm going to tell you when to stop it. Okay, we get a little double play here. I mean, we all hurt. Everyone knows how it feels. This is something yeah. we talked about. With None of us have a ton of experience of stop it, but right we went there. through all the analytics and talked with those guys. <laughs> okay. When you start to send this off like, yeah. none of us have a ton of experience with it, boom, you, you already know you're probably regretting the call, the decision that you made. I mean, think about that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if that's... Mm-hmm. One of the first things that's coming out of your mouth. Okay. Then you're probably regretting the decision. Now, okay. Originally, I didn't have a problem with the decision because they go all the way down. Right. And if you look at the third and four play, mm-hmm. remember we talked about in the last segment how Steve Spagnola did a great job of when the San Francisco 49ers motion of blitzing somebody, right? So this time when they motion to the left, I believe it was Kristen McCaffrey, mm-hmm. you had Justin Reed blitz. You had the offensive tackle go out to Karloffis, and somebody left Chris Jones wide open. Which makes no sense. So that's the confusion that Steve Spagnuolo was able to provide and with his defense being able to do what they're coached to create confusion Mm -hmm. because on the play, two guys were butt-naked wide open. (laughs) Jawan Jennings would have had a touchdown. Right. Brandon Ayuk made the DB, I believe it was LeJarrius Sneed, Mm -hmm. fall down, Freddie. Right. He fell down. Uh Uh-huh. So he in the back of the end zone, butt-naked in his birthday suit as well. (laughs) But when you don't have enough time to complete the pass, Uh it's not going to work. Right. You mentioned Chris Jones, the Chiefs defensive tackle. When he had a chance to tell his side of – why the Chiefs did not get the ball first? Because San Francisco wanted the ball first. What's in your mind when they say they want this ball to start over time? They're crazy. They're crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because the overtime rules has changed, where both teams get the ball, no matter who scores. So, you know, uh, originally you want to let you want to let the other team get the ball, stop them holding the three, so you know where you got. Or if you stop them, they punt it. Then all you have to do is kick three. That's code for. Our coach told us about this. Apparently, their coach did (laughs) when it comes to Kyle Shanahan of the San Francisco 49ers because it goes back to what you said. When he explained it, we didn't have enough experience with this. Well, neither did the Kansas City Chiefs. It's the first time they've been involved in an overtime playoff game in the Super Bowl, which only two other teams had that experience, known as the Falcons and the Patriots. So, Freddie, that's why originally I was like, okay, he made it decision, he made the decision. Right. But after hearing players and then hearing him, uh-huh. it wasn't a good decision in my opinion now because clearly you, mm-hmm. you weren't confident in what you were doing yeah. because mm-hmm. when you have to say we don't have much experience in it and uh-huh. then your players come and say that right. y'all never talked about it. Yeah. That bothers me. It should bother you. But here's why I believe he made this decision. Two reasons. Number one, he's a very analytics guy when it comes to Kyle Shanahan. The Chiefs were one for four in the red zone. He was probably thinking, you know what? Even if they get the ball back, if they get into the red zone, we're going to keep them out. They were one for four in the red zone. He played the percentages in his mind by taking the ball first. This is just me spitballing. The other reason? If Kyle Shanahan was the defensive coordinator, he says to Kansas City Chiefs, he's going to defer. 
that the Chiefs get the ball first. Out to, he's the play call for the offense. He had enough confidence to believe in the way he was going to call plays and control that narrative. If he was a defensive guy calling defensive signals and somebody else was the offensive coordinator, I firmly believe that had they won the toss like they did last night, that he would have said, you know what, we'll defer and have the Chiefs take the ball and trust his defense could get a stop and get the ball back to his offense. Like I said, that's just me spitballing based on what I've known and what I've seen of Kyle Shanahan. He is very formulaic and detail-oriented and also very analytics-oriented. To He's, a detriment to him, to himself at times. Too absolutely, now. because yep. there are plenty of times that the formula does work in San Francisco, but there are times you got to go with your gut. you got to go with your instincts. He had too many numbers, in my opinion, in his mind to say, man, I can't give 15 the ball second. I got to give it to him first. And if he does not get that stop, so be it. We did the best we could. If he was the defensive play caller, the Chiefs would have gotten the ball first. Because he's the offensive play caller, and they believe a lot of analytics, that's why I believe he made that decision last night to take the ball first. So, Freddie, get that sound ready for me again of Kyle Shanahan, because I want to hear it one more time. But let okay. me say this. All right. It also shows you that you have a guy in Andy Reid who just won his third Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. he's been there on numerous of occasions, and mm-hmm. we view him as the best coach in the National Football League right now, someone right. that's prepared for the moment right. versus a guy in Kyle Shanahan who was not prepared for the moment because anytime you say mm-hmm. this, you're This not is prepared. something we talked about. With None of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics. None of us have a ton of experience with it. I, that that piece right there is really, really blowing my mind right, right. now. Yeah, I don't blame it. It really is. Yeah. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, and Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. That did not blow my mind as much as what I heard from two specific players named Eric Armstead, their outstanding defensive line of the 49ers, and Kyle Juszczyk, their outstanding Pro Bowl fullback from the 49ers. Check out what they had to say in terms of not being aware of the overtime rule. Eric Armstead, Eric Armstead is first. I didn't even know about the new overtime, uh, playoff overtime rule, so it was a surprise to me. Kyle Juszczyk. You know what? I didn't even realize that the the playoff rules were different in overtime, so I I assumed you just want the ball because you score a touchdown and win, but I guess that's not the case. Um, so I don't really – I don't totally know the strategy there. No. No, we haven't talked about it, no. There is no <laughs> way on God's green earth that I am diming out my coach if I'm Eric Armstead of the 49ers and Kyle Juszczyk of the 49ers. That's supposed to be family with this football team. That's supposed to be family in this locker room. All that stuff that had gone haywire, where your coach has always had your back as players for the San Francisco 49ers, and then you do your coach dirty like that? I don't care if you felt that way. There is no way you leave your coach hanging out the dry. What kind of nonsense is that? I know if I'm Kyle Shanahan and I got an exit interview with those two, I would say, yeah, we're going to be moving some furniture around here. Lock the, yeah. the door behind you. Eric said, I don't care if you are six foot eight, 300. Me and you going to move some furniture around here. Because if the situation was reversed, there's no way Kyle Shanahan is diming out his players. You could be a massive screw-up on a football field, and he's going to go to the bat for you. Even when he moved on from Jimmy Garoppolo, never said anything negative. When they moved on from Trey Lance, never said anything negative. Never did that to both of those guys that didn't produce a quarterback. And that's how you do your head coach? You don't have to agree with the decision. You have a problem with the decision. You go to your head coach 
and have a problem with his decision and speak about it man-to-man. For Eric Armstead and Kyle Juszczyk to pull a mafia backstabbing move like that, that's <laughs> ridiculous. I know it if is. I'm Kyle Shanahan, if I'm Debo Samuel, if I'm Trent Williams, like I know you two idiots did not go out there and put family business out on the street. We win together and we lose together. You don't do that nonsense. I have more of a problem with that than Kyle Shanahan's decision. You can quibble that he should have taken the ball first or taken the ball second. I get it. I don't think that's the wrong opinion as far as that goes, no matter what the result is. But that nonsense, that's ridiculous from Eric Armstead and Kyle Juszczyk. No, I, I agree with you because not everyone needs to know what, what has gone on within your organization. A simple, you know, hey, we made the decision we made. We didn't get it done. Uh, we got to be better next time. That's the simple answer of what it should have been. Sometimes, you know, when keeping it real goes wrong, they kept it a little too real. Yeah. And you wow. don't want to be in those situations, especially when you're a Kyle Juszczyk and you play on the offensive side of the ball. So you're with Kyle Shanahan more than Eric Armstead. Mm-hmm. You, you, you were with him. Mm-hmm. Yep. So to, to to dime out your coach like that, man, like even though they were telling the truth. I get they were telling so, the truth. Sometimes some things are just meant to stay in house. Yeah. Man. You don't need they to really be, are. Yeah, you don't need to be that transparent when it comes to something like that. I agree. That was ridiculous. How would that have flown in your locker room? If you're no, playing, it been, okay, I just want to make good. sure because you've been in an NFL locker room as a player. But but I but I am gonna say this too, Freddie, because I feel the exact way you feel. It is very inexcusable for Kyle Shanahan to be playing in the playoffs. Absolutely. And not have these conversations with his football team mm-hmm. in team meetings. Yep. Of that whole nine. Yeah. Because situational football is everything. This falls under the umbrella of situational football. Mm-hmm. In which at the end of the day it cost him a Super Bowl. It, no doubt. And, and on the other side, right. you had a guy in Andy Reid throughout the entire playoffs player said throughout the playoffs mm-hmm. they touched on this issue and then Multiple yeah. times before the Super Bowl game. Yeah, in preseason, they talked about this. So, yeah, that was a failure by Kyle Shanahan to not have that information and pass that on to his football team. There's no doubt about that. That is inexcusable. As a head coach, you know the overtime rules are going to be there. You have to prepare for any eventuality. That's why Bill Belichick was successful all those years. For 24 years in New England, except for the last four, he made sure that if there was going to be any new rule, that was going to be information that he would have passed on to his football team. This way, they could not come to him and say, hey, coach didn't tell us that, or coach, I didn't know. Bill Bell said, it was your business to know. I told you already. You better yep. figure that out. But for that team to do that and say, hey, you know, I'm not here to be the guillotine, but off with his neck. That's what Eric Armstead <laughs> and Kyle Juszczyk did to their head coach. God. They sent him to the guillotine. They really did. <laughs> Had, like, the whole funeral march and everything. Stone mm, him. Exactly. <laughs> People are ready. Stone him. Silence. (laughs) Silence. The stoning will now begin. Courtesy of Eric Armstead and Kyle Juszczyk. Harry Douglas, Freddie Cohen together. And Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Weigh in right now. Triple H, say ESPN. 888-729-3776. Your calls on the Super Bowl and the Chiefs making it back-to-back. And Kyle Shanahan electing to take the ball first in overtime. But then he wound up walking off the field first because his team lost. 888-729-3776. 888-729-3776. Your calls are next on Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reggae Monday edition of Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell you smart speaker to play ESPN radio. So what you got to say about the Super Bowl 58 last night? Chiefs winning in overtime. Kyle Shanahan's decision as coach of the 49ers in overtime to take the ball and not do the opposite, which a lot of people had a problem with. Anything you got to say, we want to hear from you at 888-729-3776, say ESPN. Speaking of San Francisco, Stephen, in the Bay Area, my friend, what you got for us? Well, yeah, of course, a great game, entertaining. You know, they should have jumped on him early. They had him also, too, when they came out of the second half. He was – Purdy was 4 for 11. They really didn't come out of that too good. Now, to go on the coach, he also said that he would have the ball third – is that a coach playing not to lose um, in, in that saying that? And to have those two players say, we didn't even ever heard of that rule. I knew the rule. Kansas City knew the rule, too, because it was a Mahomes rule that was put in yep. to make the it make it even. You know, also a couple, one more thing. I did bet on the overtime at nine to one. Okay. But I had the streaker and that was no good. He didn't sell the pork and beans. So I didn't. <laughs> Even our new favorite caller. He didn't sell the pork and beans. <laughs> I haven't heard that term before. <laughs> oh, man. So, Freddie, so I understand. Mm hmm. A little bit the logic behind Kyle Shanahan, but I, I think also when you have 15 across from you, mm-hmm. that has to factor into your decisions. Absolutely. Now, let me say this as well. I don't think Kyle Shanahan made proper adjustments, and here's what I'm talking about. I don't think he made the adjustments to when he motions yeah. what Steve Spagnolo and that defense was doing. Mm-hmm. Remember last week I said, what were some of the key things for the 49ers in their offense? Bro, just line up and run the damn play. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't be doing all this shifting and motioning all the time because you're opening up the you're opening up the door and you're giving this defense time to have their blitzes timed up in, in the correct manner. Sure. Did I did I not say that last week, Freddie? And, and you also said that when you give Steve Spagnuolo two weeks to prepare, he's gonna figure it out. He's gonna figure it out. So on multiple of occasions in the second half where you've seen the San Francisco 49ers motion, well, guess what? Steve Spagnuolo and that defense counter and shooting the gap and blitzing linebackers to stop and derail whatever play that they wanted to have going. Especially when the running game is working so well a little bit early. But he said, you know what, Brock Purdy and the 49ers, 
we trust you will not be able to beat us and take advantage of our blitzes. Brock Purdy is going to be a really good quarterback in this league. He got a little bit of religion along with his coach to play called Kyle Shanahan on a guy that you said and Dan Olowski said as well is the best big game call when it comes to defense that the playoffs have ever seen in the National Football League. But guess what? For Steve Spagnolo, guess what he had? He had two games to, 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 to prepare for it. He had a game last year versus the San Francisco 49ers to That's prepare true. for it. That's he true. played the Miami Dolphins twice this year, mm-hmm. once in the regular season in Germany, and he played them in the first round of the playoffs. That's so he had multiple games in which he had to prepare for the shifts and motions to come up with the iconic um, flavor of the day yeah. to negate what the San Francisco 49ers wanted to do. You got to think and counter with all these type of things. That's why I say, man, sometimes you just got to get up and line up and snap the football so the defense isn't ready for what you want to do. Let's go to Music City. That's the home of Johnny in Nashville. Johnny, what you got to say about Super Bowl 58, my friend? Hey, first of all, Harry, you're missed. Uh, I want to bring up a couple of things. First, Harry, I'd like to get your thoughts about the whole Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid situation on the sidelines because of all the people on the social media and their nine-to-five jobs thinking and about what that would have been like in their office and all that. People don't understand the intensity on these sidelines. And then secondly, I, I think you were smart, Harry, for stopping the interview where you did because he's talking about – Coach Shanahan is talking about uh, the conversations with his analytical team. Guess what? How many, guess until last night how many playoff games, postseason games – have been under the new overtime rules? The none. answer, zero. Zip. <laughs> none. The only analytics you've been going over would have been overtime rules in the old rules. And so I just thought that was kind of amusing. I really have serious doubts how much thought process at all that Coach Shanahan had. I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, as far as Kelsey and Andy Reid, so n- mm. normally I'm not a fan of when things like this transpire on a football field. Absolutely. But the respect that those two guys have for each other, all the things that they've been through, going all the way back to the draft and Andy Reid taking a chance mm-hmm. on Travis Kelsey. Right. I'm okay with those two guys having the debacle. Travis Kelsey had one catch for one yard in the first half. He also felt like the tight end that was in for him blocking on that play didn't right. finish the blocking. He felt like if, if he was in, he would have finished, finished it and the fumble would have never occurred. So sure. sometimes between one of your star players and a head coach that's very respected, things like that transpire. I've seen it on the football field with myself, not not with me, but with star players, right? Right. So I I don't have no issue with that. Plus, they came back and won the game. By the way, you're going to hear Andy Reid had to say about that whole bump thing that happened involving him and Travis Kelsey. We're going to do that in a couple of minutes here on Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Keep weighing in at 888-729-3776 on Super Bowl 58. We can now have that Patrick Mahomes conversation about the GOAT with one caveat. That's next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry podcast.